Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. Welcome to another episode of Rise and Pod. And here I am, Adrian Conway. Today we're sitting down for another athlete to athlete with the young blood, aka Dallin Pepper. If you guys don't know much about Dallin, he was a three-time CrossFit Games champion as a teen. Yeah, he went Michael Jordan on him, back to back to back. Now, What's unique about my relationship with Dallin is that it goes way back to the 2017 year when he began this journey. I had an opportunity to meet him at FNX HQ. He came there for a training camp, and that is where I saw something different about him. Now, we talk about the details of the podcast in this, but before we dive in, most of you know who Haley Adams is. I met her literally two months prior at a Reebok photo shoot, and the reason I bring this up is because I saw them as two peas in a pod their nature, the way that they presented themselves, the way they talked about their goals, their desires, and their focus on the training floor was very similar. And we had an opportunity to bring Dallin on to brew strength, get him connected with Matt Torres. And that was history in the making because he's been on a roll ever since. We talked through the seasons of 2020, 2021, and how he ended up just point shy of making a berth in the open category as an individual CrossFit Games athlete. We also break down what's changed for him. Why is 2022 different? What were his focuses? And he alludes to the fact that he dove headlong into eight months of training, specifically focusing on weaknesses. And I'm going to share with you guys before we even dive in, not a lot of competitors, not a lot of individuals out there willing to make this type of commitment. This is one of the things that sets Dallin apart. But we talk family. We talk training. We talk a change of scenery as Dallin is now a married young man. And he recently made a move to Florida to focus on fitness as a full-time career. And he's down there with his coach and a really great training team that is going to continue to push him to new levels. But you're going to get a really great idea of this young man's personality, his perspective, and why I believe he is set apart from the vast majority of the field. I think this year, 2022, the young blood, a.k.a. Dallin Pepper, is going to put his name on the map. Enjoy the interview. Welcome. Dallin Pepper. All right. And we're live. Dallin Pepper. What is up, brother? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but you know what? We've known each other for quite a while, bro. A long time. It's been a long time. I don't I don't even remember exactly when we met. Was it 2017? Yeah, right after you guys won. And then that was my first year. That's right. Right after we run, and right after you just went on a, a Chicago Bulls. You know, back to back to back in the team division out there, running, running ship, putting everybody on notice. It was a good time back in the day. <laughs> it was, it was a great time, man. Um, one of the things I want to jump into, man. You're a young buck. Um, I forget exactly what I what I called you the other day. I was like, Yo, I'm about to get Dallin Pepper on the show, and I said, Young Blood. I was like, Yeah, Dallin Pepper, the Young Blood. I was like, Yeah, that's his that's his new title. It's coming from from me. It's coming. The Young Blood is coming to the go. scene, but. There was always something unique that I noticed about you, Dallin, from the moment that we met. And I tell people because I met you around the same time that I also met Haley Adams. And you guys shared this similar mentality and mindset where you were young, you were hungry. um, But what seemed to set you apart was your focus. And from the time, I mean, I think you were probably 16 years old, right? Mm -hmm. Was it 15, 16? 15, Um, 16, yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like, there was a maturity there. And so the first thing I want to r- jump into of this interview, man, is like, where do, where do you think that started and where did that come from for you? Yeah. Since like, since I can remember, my parents have always called me an old man, like an old soul. 
when we go to family stuff, I'd be want to hang out with my dad, like some of the older older cousins, all of that. Um, I've always been like pretty calm and reserved. I was really analytical in my approach to decisions, all that stuff. So really, since I can remember, I've always been that way. I love that. Do you think that's a trait that you picked up strictly from mom or dad or anyone in your family? Or was it just kind of how you came out the womb? I It's got to be like a combination of how I, how I was raised because my one of my younger sisters is very similar. Like she's reading mindset books. She's in like sixth grade, seventh grade, <laughs> seventh grade this year, reading mindset books. She's reading my mom's nutrition coaching books uh, and just like very on top of it, uh, self-motivated, just doing her own thing. Um, so it's got to be something that they're my parents are doing. So I love it, man. I think that's cool. And, and it's great that you kind of throw the ode their way. The reason I'm selfishly asking is because, you know, I got kids. Dan's got kids. We're taking notes. We're like, hey, okay, so Dallin's focused. He's disciplined. He's a good kid, stays out of trouble. What do I need to do? I'm going to just connect with your dad again. It's been too long since I've talked to him anyways. So I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. take some notes from him probably, uh, you know, see what's up there. But, man, you're coming off of a wonderful year, um, as I would say, is really almost one of your come out opportunities because 2020 was a weird year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that. But that was your first opportunity to compete in the open division. Then we roll into 2021 where you've had now some time to really mature as an athlete, strengthen weaknesses, prepare yourself to throw down with the big dogs. And you found yourself out there on the floor this time last year at the West Coast Classic. Talk to me about that experience. Yeah, so the the number one uh, thing I took away from that is how fast everything is. Uh, the best comparison from what I've heard is like stepping onto a college football field or an NFL football field where everyone is fast. It's not just that you don't have the DBs that are fast, that type of thing. Everyone is fast and everyone is good at everything. Um, and so going from when I was a teenager, I mean, I didn't need to do the last event all three years that I won. Like I, uh, I dominated. It was It was great. Um, I could see the floor. I could control the floor. um, And that's something I could not do at West Coast. It was the first time I stepped on the floor as an individual. Um, And so really taking away from that, uh, that's some of the changes I've noticed since stepping on the floor at Wadapalooza. Um, Yeah, everything was really fast. Uh, Yeah, that was the biggest takeaway, I think. Yeah, no, and I, and I think it's a, it's a great lesson, right? And I think we've all been there at some point. It's almost kind of like a deer in headlights experience where you feel physically prepared, but mentally, from an adjustment standpoint, it's just you're just not as present as you want to be because you almost find yourself watching others, right? Yes. Or like you're like, whoa, I didn't expect this dude to be that far ahead of me. Or well, how are there three mm-hmm. people already there, right? And mm-hmm. then you you're having a completely different conversation in your mind than the one you should probably be having because you need to be focused yeah. on the work, right? Yes, yeah, and I've I've always been able to like see what other people are doing, like know what race I'm in, that type of thing. And I think that's an important thing. When again, like you have to focus on what you're doing and just like the blur of everyone being in the race. I think that kind of got to me at some moments. Um, But yeah, it's a good. And another thing you said was like not knowing where you're at. Like I had no idea. It was the first time I competed. Um, I think everyone kind of goes into that competition, into a competition, like where am I at? Where am I at kind of thing. and as I grow as an athlete, I expect that to be less and less, but I love it. How, how do you build, how do you build expectations right now, man? Like from, from where you're at transitioning dominance in the team division coming off of a couple years of you, which you understood was going to be a building process to get you the opportunities that you want. How did you structure last year's ex- expectations? How do you structure this year's expectations? Last year, I fully expected to qualify. I mean, that's what I am here to do. So I'm training to do. 
Um, just had a couple holes I needed to fill, and I knew I knew they were there, and I just needed more time. Like I just needed to grow as an athlete, as a person, uh, to continue to do that. Um, and based off of last season, I took six. That was right there. Uh, we attacked weaknesses head on. Like I, I didn't do any strength work for like eight months or whatever. I didn't need to. Um, and now we're to the point where I've started doing more strength work again. Um, but we've just taken the approach of like head, like head on with the weaknesses. And I know I filled them based on like retesting and numbers and all the things that my coaches and I look at. And we know that we're in a spot we can qualify and make a run at the games and do well at the games. I love that. I, I think that's extremely important to understand. And from just, you know, to tune in the audience, right? It, it's one thing to really pursue a well-rounded base of fitness, which of course, Dallin, you've got, but you've you've exhibited that. But to really then fine tooth pick out what your weaknesses are and be able to dive in them headlong. I actually, even at this stage in 2022, when CrossFit has been very darn competitive really since like 2011. So we're 11 or 12 years into this process. I still see athletes out there in the space, man. And this is a shout out to Matt Torres, who I know is your coach and overseeing this process, but there's still athletes out in the space that think they can still train to develop themselves in a well-rounded way. When there's this glaring weakness that we all see, we see it in their testing and they don't attack it headlong. So tell me what that process has been like for you over the last eight months when you're eating your humble pie, only doing what you suck at. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's pretty clear based on West Coast Classic, um, one, uh, I feel confident with the sandbag, but I couldn't move a D-ball. Basically slept with that thing. Like I love it. We're, we're ready for a D-ball. Um, two, strict handstand push-ups and running uh, and like longer conditioning pieces. Didn't go a single day without doing a 40 to 60 minute, 60 minute EMOM for eight months or whatever that was that Matt had me doing. Um, handstand push-ups, we're doing three days a week with handstand push-up strength and endurance emphasis um with all sorts of movements uh yeah i don't feel too uh i'm a f not too afraid to put that out there because it was very clear from last year so um but yeah that's what we've been doing yeah and that's the beauty of our sport right no matter what you put out there no one can stop you right only only you can stop you the test can potentially present a bit of a challenge but it's it's going to come down to you and your preparation over time so no matter what you share i think that's there's certainly some safety there so when we when we watch you take the floor and you got triceps for days now and your <laughs> the back of your arm looks like it's pulsating out of your shirt if you got one on well no why it's because you went dialing in the overhead games which we know yeah, is, is is what the test is often like does that did that challenge you mentally that that process for eight months to be grinding at something where you're like, ah, this isn't the best thing for me in regards to testing. So was that a challenge? Uh, I mean, I think I just getting absorbed in the process of it. And like, if it ever got challenging, I just thought back to not hearing my name being called Come for on. that fifth place spot. Like I can, I can put myself on that floor anytime I need to. Um, and just it wasn't my name. So. I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it's a powerful, powerful thing. I've been, I've been on both ends, man. I've been on that floor and not heard my name called, uh, in a year in 2016 where I thought, I thought I potentially would. So we were out there waiting and it was like waiting for the names, waiting for the names didn't happen. Broke my heart. I've been out there years where they, they did call my name. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was a very different feeling. And so I, I appreciate the fact that, that you give that moment power. And I think it will continue to motivate you even for years to come, no matter what happens this year, you know, mm -hmm. it'll always be that stark reminder of what it feels like to not be quite enough for the moment, yeah. right. Or to be where you wanted to be. I, I love that. Um, 
I mentioned Matt Torres. Uh, most most of the public is going to know that that he's your coach. Um, I got to work with Matt for several years with, within our brute strength team. Um, loved my time with those guys. I love what he's done over time. How long have you been with Matt, and how did that relationship begin? Yeah, so I started with Matt February 2018. So this is season five with him, four years, it's fifth season. Uh, the way I actually got connected with Matt is because of you. Uh, you guys, we had a brute strength camp out in Salt Lake City. I sh shot you a message. I was like, hey, can I come up there? At the time, my coach was the owner of the gym. Yep. Uh, fell in love with what all you guys are doing and uh, talked to Matt Bruce. I was like, hey, how do I become a part of this? I knew as soon as that camp was over, I needed to be involved with you guys as coaches and people. Um, and then from then on, I've been with Matt. It was a pretty cool experience. Uh, just as a 16 year old driving up there kind of like on my own as a kid in this camp with a lot of adults, a lot and, of adults. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience and that definitely changed uh, me as a person and an athlete. I appreciate you sharing that, man. And I remember that very vividly myself, dude. And I, um, the, the group that we had there was very dynamic and very diverse, right? We had literally some of the fittest people in the world. On one hand, we had some of the people that were just kind of getting familiar with our program in a similar way that you were first timers. So it was super diverse and I can share a lot like your parents labeled you an old soul, an old man, mm -hmm. you fit right in even as, even as a young buck. So I think that that's something that we all kind of saw in you particularly from a potential standpoint, um, there was this baseline of maturity and understanding. And, and I think that's, that's one reason that I have some, some amazing expectations for you as an athlete in the sport. Um, we had the opportunity to sit down with someone that's had a, a, a great career in Pat Vellner uh, just the other day. And, you know, we talked about self-awareness and how important that is in the sport. And um when you have that long game vision and you've got the ability to kind of slow things down from a mature standpoint, it helps with self-awareness. You've just alluded to the fact that you spent eight months grinding on things that you're not great at, right? Because you know, you need to bring them up. At what point in this process did Matt have you switch back over? And it's like, okay, now it's go mode. Now we put it all back together for the 2022 season. Honestly. Uh, so we had the, at the start of the season, that's when we started uh, getting a little more strength training. And then I had my ankle injury at Wadapalooza. Um, that set us back a little bit on some of the strength work. So we just continued grinding on the stuff we could through quarterfinals. And then after quarterfinals, that's been my first like real strength cycle. And I've hit like five, six PR since then. So strength, strength there. Um, just have to hit it, touch up on it a little bit. So. Strengths there, and I will say there's a beauty in taking a break from it, just like you did. There's a trust there that has to be established, and a lot of athletes are in, way too insecure in their training to step back away from something that way. But for you to do that and then feel completely fresh and mentally, you're like, oh, give me that barbell. I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But to be able to do that then physically and to watch the PRs come back, it's it seems it's it's very logical if you've been around the sport for a while and you be able you have the ability to apply that with your athletes. Um, you mentioned Wadapalooza, dude. Let's go there for a second. Yeah, absolutely. You get on the Wadapalooza floor after coming off of the West Coast Classic. The speed was too much. You felt like, oh, man, I, I just wasn't quite there yet. It needed that experience. And then you step onto the floor in Miami. What was that like? How do you describe that experience? And did it change for you at that point? That's when I knew things were a little bit different and uh, stuff was working uh, very vividly. The Echo on Fran workout stands out 
to me, just being able to see the floor, like things slowed down, even though the workout was four or five minutes, whatever it was, um, everything was, everyone else was moving in slow motion almost. And obviously that's a great workout for me. So I'm going to do well in that, but to be able to see who's, who I'm racing, who's out of that race, that type of thing, knowing where my competitors are, but also knowing how my body feels, where I can push that type of thing. Uh, and then the other thing that really stood out from Wadapalooza was my ankle was destroyed. Like it was not good. I could not walk down the stairs, couldn't walk up the stairs, couldn't do an air squat. Um, and so like just showing exactly like how gritty I can get and how bad I want to win, no matter the situation, uh, that was a big takeaway. So. Dude, I remember having the opportunity to review every day, right? Like I was on the Games podcast with Chase Ingram, and we had an opportunity, of course, to be covering it. You were one of my picks to get on the podium. Um, and, and you know, the, a lot of the other guys don't have the insight that I do in regards yeah. to you. I, I got to see you come up, and so I know some things, and I know about your your, psych, your psychology and your mentality. But when I saw you roll your ankle, I was like, oh, man, that's a bummer. He's going to have to withdraw. And then you kept going, and I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> that's trouble for everybody else because I knew what kind of learning experience that would provide for you. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm pumped to hear that that was a confidence builder. So that's awesome. Um, and you go on, you grind through, you finish and all of a sudden Florida's your home now, man. Like, yeah. like what, what brought about the move and, and why'd you do it? Um, so last season around the open quarterfinals, uh, I remember like writing in my workout logbook journal, whatever it was. Um, like I just, I just wanted something a little bit more. Like I wanted to be surrounded with people who were fully committed to the same vision I was. And that's not saying the people around me weren't um, like, I just wanted, I wanted eyes on as a coach, that type of thing. Um, and it was really weird all in the same week. Like Emma and I, or no, I texted Matt and I was like, Hey, what what are the chances like moving to Florida or something? Just completely random. He's like, Emma, Emma and I just talked yesterday. Let's make it happen. Like we all decided on this thing uh, the same week. And since April of last year, uh, probably May, May of last year, we're like, okay, we're moving there in January. Um, and we just made it happen. And then the move was crazy because we moved here. We got moved, moved into the apartment the week before Wadapalooza. So that was wild too. Crazy timing. So now you find yourself, you're, you're with your coach. And, and what other athletes are down there with you that made the transition? Uh, Phil Toon came down here, James Sprague, and Emma Carey. And then we also have Coach Dom, who's down in Naples as well. So. How has that then changed? Let's, let, like, let's look back a year ago. You preparing for the Open, you grinding, training for the most part alone, of course, maybe surrounded by some friends or some family, whomever's hopping in, grinding with you. How has the atmosphere to be now in this? I mean, listen, you're 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 in one of the what we will consider the apex gyms now across the country, where people are solely focused on human dominance and getting to the CrossFit Games. How's that changed things for you? Honestly, I'm having more fun. I'm like just happier doing it, happier to be in the gym. Uh, we don't do anything that's the same. Maybe once a week we will hit the same workout. Sure. Um, so my training hasn't changed other than like my main session. I've always got eyes on me. So uh, the intent is through the roof compared to what it was just because I have that constant accountability from training partners and coaches. Um, but yeah, I'm just enjoying it 10 times more. And I was already having a good time. So. And I think that strategically is is something that's really important. What you mentioned, um, a lot of people might not understand this, Dallin. But you know, for for you listeners, it's like 
when, when we're working with elite level competitors, hardly and rarely are they able to engage and do the same type of training because they need specific things based on their own limitations. And just like you alluded to earlier in our interview, Dallin, where you spent a, a large chunk of last year focused on running handstand pushups and of course becoming best buddies with the D ball. Um, Emma had something completely different to focus on, right? James had something completely different to focus on. And so that that's kind of what you meant when you said, Hey, we, we didn't even do the same things together other than maybe one, one throw down a week or something to really, mm -hmm. to really get a good push, right. Or to get that, comp those competitive juices flowing. I'd imagine though, that as you guys prepare for competition, like the open, that had to really be an advantage for you in regards to chasing intensity. Was that a big change? Yeah. Yeah. So like we, we did the open workouts head to head, at least against one other person. And there's two pros, like, obviously we're going to have one of the best athletes in the world to go head to head against. And second, we know we got a good time in quarterfinals and open as soon as we're done because we got four other people doing it that are the best in the game so it takes a lot of pressure off and that's kind of a cool team atmosphere even though we're all individuals yeah i think that's that's amazing and i remember of chase even chase coming up to me and be like hey this is what Dallin said or, or Dallin Dallin and those guys are running this and i was like man okay awesome wow that's great so it, there's there's such power in being able to have that communication with your peers right there on site watch them execute learn from their repetitions because even as an athlete for me, my whole entire life with football, with CrossFit, it didn't matter. Some of the greatest lessons that I learned had nothing to do with my performances. It was like watching someone else potentially make a mistake that then I didn't have to make because yeah. of that. You know, it's those, what I call ghost reps where you're not participating, but you're learning everything that you can from just being a student of the game. And you get a chance to really be a student there all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. So we, we, especially with quarterfinals, we strategically uh, organized the heats. We also had Fisa Goffey down here. Um, who brings a totally different game than all of us. Um, so we strategically placed who would go first. Like James and I went first on the shuttle run workout. And I, w I wanted to go with James because I know James is going to do well and I know I can hold my own. And then Phil wanted to watch that. And then say, like same with all the other workouts. We, uh, we wanted certain people to go first so we could all learn and take from their mistakes or what they did well. I love it. Uh, again, huge, huge advantage when it comes to competing everybody there that i've witnessed seems to have really stepped up their game for this season 2022 rolling into the open man what expectations did you have because uh i'm gonna just go ahead and say top 10 in the world that's not too shabby bro that was pretty cool right <laughs> that was amazing so you tell know, me was that was that your mindset was that like hey this is a goal for me this is where i want to be how, how to play out did the workout one time rolled into the gym we warmed up we we did do it as our first piece on friday um not like a second session type of thing so Obviously, we took it seriously and gave it our best effort, but there was no redos. It was hit it hard and then move on to the next piece of training. Um, and after the first week, we had, what, four four of us in the top 10 or three of us in the top 10, including Emma, James, Phil, and myself, um, and then just kept the ball rolling and just kept doing workouts. And then in the end, that's not really what matters. So we moved on, went to quarterfinals. Absolutely. And, 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 I, and I know – that as an athlete, you're always thinking on to the next because that mm -hmm. is what matters is the next stage because you're looking to punch your ticket to the big show. Um, but did that do something for you momentum-wise going into this season? Yeah, coming off of Wadapalooza as well, like that combination. And, I mean, top 10 in the Open is cool no matter, like, no matter what. Like, that's a, that's a really cool thing to do. Um, so going into quarterfinals, like being able to improve my Open placement and quarterfinals placement, like keep the ball rolling. 
Uh, I think momentum is a huge thing, whether it's like through the whole season or just like a week or a day even. Um, so yeah, it was big. Yeah, it's 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 certainly extremely real. Um, knowing how momentum plays into a situation. And of course, building confidence for you as a young competitor in the open division, uh, I think is is uh, is really important because now we get an opportunity to gear up for the most exciting part of the season, which is semifinals. We're going to get to watch a few go down this weekend. What are your thoughts on anything that's out there already? Like the programming that you've seen, I, I know you got to be pumped to throw down yourself, but what do you think is going to, going to go down this weekend? What workouts are you excited about? Well, I'm really excited to watch the complex and the legless rope climb workout, knowing of course. that I will be doing that. Um, so that's always nice to see some people tackle it. And then you can obviously, like like we talked about, learn from their mistakes and hopefully perform better. Yeah, let uh, me stop you there. What, what, what are your thoughts on those two? Those two pieces that we know everybody's going to touch. What do you think? Uh, I think the complex is cool. I prefer that. I mean, I prefer that over a true one rep max in this case scenario and where I'm at. Uh, I think the rope climb test needs to be a little harder. I think everyone's going to be within like 45 seconds or so. Mm -hmm. um, but then in the end, like I'm an athlete and I'm going to do the test. I'm going to perform my best and uh, not leave it up to a mistake because of that. that's an execution workout now. It's no longer a, necessarily a legless rope climb capacity test. It's an execution workout and that's still part of the game. Yeah. I, I love that perspective that you got, man. And that, 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 uh, that again, makes me want to put out a shout out to everybody else that Dallin Pepper is going to be at your throat just because of that perspective alone. We're all going to have grumblings with some type of program issue, right? Mm -hmm. But it's about understanding, you know, that, hey, we're all going to line up. We're all going to take this test. We might as well run our mouths a lot less about it. And let's yeah. just get to the competing side of things. And you're right when you say this event could be decided by seconds for the top, for the last heat. Eight seconds could go by and we got 10 people running through the line, right? Yeah, that could absolutely. that could literally be the case. So from a from a commentating spec, you know, and spectating perspective, I love it. I love it. I'm excited, excited about it. Can't wait. But you hit the nail on the head when you talked about execution. And that's it though, right? When we think about real sports, and I don't mean to ever demean this sport <laughs> that that I got to come up in as an adult. You're literally growing up in this sport like your life. Um, like, but to compare it to real sports, the NBA, the NFL, the the PGA right? Everybody, when they take the field, when they take the court, they're at the same level. There's a mentality and an execution that then separates the greatness. And with mm -hmm. these types of events, that really is an opportunity for us. And I think as we continue to evolve in the sport, every workout shouldn't be that way. Absolutely not. But there's a few that are going to come up. And I think we'll really get to see some opportunity for guys that can seize the moment because that's a unique skill that uh, I say the tip of the spear, the tip of the tip of the spear are the ones that do the best. Yes, I would agree. And one other thing on the programming thing, if, if you're an athlete not training for anything, like you should get a test and be like, great, I'm ready. Like that should be your mindset. And if I know people are complaining about different stimuluses, all that stuff, but like just show up and do the work. Like yep. if you're trying yep. to be the best, you shouldn't have an issue with any of it. That's it, man. That's it, man. Let the, let the gossip to the gossipers. You know what I mean? You, you show up and do the work and then, and then, you know, no matter what the test is, you'll, you'll come out on top if you've been, uh, if you've been preparing the right way. Um, but that takes me to the next transition. We do have a lot of workouts that we do know from some of these semifinals this weekend. I know you got some, some close friends of yours that are going to be throwing down. What workouts do you see that excite you? Is there any that you're like, Ooh, I'd like to try that. Or hopefully we get that in mind. I'm glad I'm not doing the Jackie workout. 
stoked to watch it. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be awesome. Like uh, James and Phil both tested that one and just like to end three, three and a half minutes on the rower. That's after it, man. That yep. workout. That's disgusting. Uh, that was a cruel, that was cruel and unusual punishment right there to end, yeah. to open and end on the rower. Sick. Yes. Uh, the Oregon trail style event also with the bike and the dumbbells uh, and the tank. That'll be a fun one. Uh, That's going to be fast, man. Pause real quick. Let me ask your opinion there. So, you know, these guys are going to take the floor in this workout. A lot of people are like, hey, cool, 30, 20, 10 on the Echo. I'm going to go these watts. This is going to be my pace. We know not a lot of separation is going to happen on the tank because you just kind of do it. But it it, it fatigues you a little bit. Um, So you're going to have to cycle the dumbbells quickly. But are are, are you thinking, are guys going to have to get on there and surge that that Echo bike? Or are they just going to kind of have a steady pace at the gate? If you want to win, you got to go on the bike. Come on, let's not, go. That's not, enough, not enough reps on the dumbbells for it to like the dumbbells are going to hurt and make a difference if you can't cycle them. But yep. if you want to win the workout, you got to go. You got to go, baby. That's what I like to hear. That's what I want to see. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Somebody's going to go fast and take chances. And then there's going to be some people that hear this or some people that think they're going to surge the bike. And then they're going to get crippled by the stimulus. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You, um, that's, you got to ride that line. Like you're either going to blow up or you're going to ride it out. Yeah. Um, oh, the Torian event one. The what is it? King Arthur. Yeah, the chipper. That that that's that like is. an ode to the chipper. Do you remember uh, in 2012? Yes. This is a throwback, right? Mm-hmm. But that's an ode to that chipper where it was only like 10 reps of each. Um, but now they got 15 reps and they got the 1500 meter run dead smack in the middle of this thing. I was like, ooh, spicy. That one. We we all did that one. Or me and Phil did that one. What a what do workout! You, you like <laughs> it? So do you, so. Let me ask you if that if that let's let's fast forward. Let's say that that was it. That was it. Your your semifinal is that one that you'd be like, oh yeah, here we go. I'm about to make a mark on this one. This is a good workout for me. Yeah, I, I think any workout's a good workout for me. Uh, I love it. Yeah, lots of barbell cycling. I'm ready for that runner. Uh, yep. We got the runner at the Mac. Um, yep. Yeah, it's it's nasty though. It's a it'll put you it'll test you mentally for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What have you, what have you seen so far, even from, um, the Mac in regards to, do we know all the programming there? Mm-hmm. Do we have all the workouts? Yes. Dan, you want to pull up the, 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 the mid Atlantic programming. I haven't taken a, a huge look at that. Of course, I've been looking at these three that are going down. Yeah, um, absolutely. what's the, what's, what's on day one for you guys? So we have the lift first and then we go into uh, the workout's called Midline Sadness, and it's a descending ladder of GHD sit-ups, handstand walking, and overhead squats. The weight goes up on the overhead squat, distance increases on the handstand walk. And if you get a I chance, like check out the flow on this workout because it's sick. Like you're going straight down the field every time you move the bar, then you're handstand walking all the way back to the GHD, and you're moving the bar like 30 feet at a time, so that plays a role into it. Oh, um, they, it's a they cool workout. They thought that through. I like that. I like that storytelling ability, one from the commentator's perspective, because that helps us in a booth. But man, that's going to be beautiful with the with the audience being able to see all that. Um, that's really cool. So that's that's event one, midline sadness. That's event two. Sorry, we have the lift first. The okay, the lift first, kicking the things off. Then you're going to build up a bunch of residual fatigue in the midline, and of course the, the shoulders up there. Okay, yep. now I'm getting a look at it. Thank you, sir. And then so then we kick off day two, and that's when we're going to get legless with it, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to get back, being able to show those legs, uh, changing direction, ability, you know, work on that pivot, work on that pivot. We're going to, we're going to reference now for those of you that don't know, 
Dallin was on the football field his senior year, strapped him back up, got out there. We're going to reference the football yes, days. Um, and then, okay, event four, four rounds. Ah, this is where you were talking about the runner, right? So 400-meter true form, 30 wall balls, 20 chest-to-bar, 80-foot tank push, 10 sandbag to shoulder, and then 80-foot tank push. Oh, my, four rounds. Yeah. It's a, it's oh, a daddy, workout. I like it. It's a yeah. workout. I like that workout, though, man. I really do. What's the uh, what's the time cap? Did they hit you with 25 one? Twenty five. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a workout. That's yeah. a that's a, that's a lot of work capacity right there. Which yeah. which again I like I like. Okay, and then event five we've got a two k echo bike, which is different, right? Playing with distance instead of the calories. I mm -hmm. like thirty toes to bar. Okay, been hitting that as a, as a training stimulus. Here we go. 50 alternating dumbbell snatch. I like that. 70, 50, 30 toes to bar again, then 20 burpee box get overs. Ah, high ones. That's a good look. Mm -hmm. 48 and 40. Cool. What do you, what do you like? What do you like that workout? I know yeah, you like them all. You said they're all good for you. Um, man, I like I like that chipper. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like the stimulus there. And then the finale. This is a incredible workout. Incredibly well programmed. Turbo tunnel, folks. It's 18 ring muscle ups, 15 front squats at 205, 145, 45 foot front rack lunge. I'm assuming you know you you do that right after the front squats with the 205, 145, yep. um, and it has to be unbroken. Mm -hmm. And then you know, and I'm always thinking about things in football language, so that's 15 yards. And then we've got uh, 12 bar muscle ups. Then nine shoulder overhead, 165, 115, and then another 45 overhead walking lunge this time. So you go shoulder overhead, 165, 115, keep it overhead, bang, we're, we're lunging. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's going to be sexy to watch right there. That's that's the kind – That's I like that. I'm here for that kind of workout. Yes, and what, I keep talking about the floor plan, but I'm like – I love it as an athlete too. I believe they will have a second rig in the middle of the floor, so you will lunge to no another way. rig. This is what at least the flow looks like that you'll sure. lunge to another rig, do the bar muscle ups, and then lunge to the finish on a separate barbell. That's a, I'll tell you what, if they have two rigs at a semi, that's taking it next level. So that's Super that is gonna cool. be an awesome experience for you guys. That's gonna be a, a great layout, whether it's out there all weekend or even just for the uh, you know, specifically for, for event six, that's gonna be amazing. But that's cool, man. If is there is there any one event that, that gets you going, man, gets your heart rate up and you're like, okay, let's go. Aside from Probably, the lift, uh, I know what the, you think about the lift. The dumbbell snatch one's pretty dang good. I like yeah. that one. Well, you know what I like most, even about you saying that, is there's toes to bar in there, and you were like, cool, I'm working on toes to bar. Let's get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all I know the gymnastics. I, yeah, all the gymnastics, man. Handstand push-ups, handstand walk. I love it. Well, dude, there's there's one more thing. Of course, we haven't really even touched on, but you're married now, man. How's married life, <laughs> and, and, and how has that transformed things for you as, as a young man? It's unbelievable. It's awesome. Uh I could not do it without Corinne. She's literally like my teammate in this. Um, we look at it as like we moved out here because our number one goal together is to get to the CrossFit Games. Uh, and she does everything she can to help me. It's unbelievable. Um, I owe her the world. Uh, and it's definitely like changed perspective um, in a lot of different ways. And yeah, like we've grown a lot together. And as individuals and moving out here away from family has amplified that and has been probably the best decision we could have made so 
That's good for you guys, man. And I love it. You're young. You're learning life together. That's got to be exciting. I'm pumped for you guys. Um, it's awesome to have a partner that supports your dreams the way that uh, that she's doing you. And I'm sure you're, you're equally giving it back to her the best that you can as well. So it's cool to see you guys on this journey together, man. Um, I know. Listen. You want nothing more than to punch that ticket to the CrossFit Games this year, and you know that I'm rooting for you over here. Dan and I will be rooting for you over here at Rise and Pod. Um, anything else that you want to leave us with, man? You know, your, your your mindset is dialed in. Your preparation is ready. You're excited about the events. Um, I can't wait to watch you take the floor, dude. Yeah, I mean, let's go put on a show and punch a ticket. And that's what, that's what I know that you'll do, man, is put on a show. Um, well, I'll tell you what, brother, best of luck to you. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to respect your time and get you get you in bed, man, tucked in nice and tight Almost and there. ready to recover. Yeah. Listen, yeah, you got another heavy day of training tomorrow, but we are going to be doing some spectating. In fact, Almost I think there. when we're recording this, the Torium Pro is kicking off. We got some really cool, exciting things to watch this weekend. So we'll all follow along. Dallin, thanks again, brother, and uh, we'll be in touch. It. And I want to have you on again as we enter the summer months, because we'll be prepping for something even cooler. So we'll have you on then. Okay, sweet. Peace.